Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, SFL Nation, to Inside the League with GM Nelson Lozano. Hey, it's good to have you guys back on the air live. It didn't happen last week, and I do apologize, and that's why you saw some bonus content today with Ezekiel Love and uh, Derek Majors. So check that out if you haven't. But, hey, welcome. Thanks for stopping by today. It's going to be a jam-packed show. Uh, We're going to go over last week's performance. We're going to go over this week's performance, top performers. I have interviews with... Uh, old teammate of mine, uh, the director of uh, digital content and the linebacker for the London Knights, Jeff Gagne. And I also will have later on in the shipyard, assistant OC and wide receiver, Art Vandalay. So it's going to be a jam-packed show. Let's get started with a little bit of the news, what happened last week, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, guys. So uh, talking about last week's performance, let's talk about some of these uh, games that happened. So we have Sioux Falls versus Charleston, 31-38, a close game, very, very entertaining from start to finish. That was an amazing game and an upset uh, for that week. We had St. Louis versus Chicago, which, again, I chose St. Louis to win this game, but shout-out to Chicago going ahead and holding it down, 13-33. Uh, we have Florida versus Vancouver. That was a tight game, won by 29-30 to Vancouver. Uh, we have Jacksonville versus Queen City, 17-38. Queen City came back, bounced back from that loss last week. Okay, Jeff, if you can hear me, it looks like we were having some technical difficulties. So if you want to call back. uh... 
Okay, Jeff, we should be good now. I, I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> the thing's That's about okay. going live. So, uh, don't know how much was actually heard, and if it's not, uh, well, I guess we'll get to it another time. So, if my introdu- introduction did not go out there, I do want to introduce a friend of mine, director of uh, digital content and linebacker of the London Knights, Jeff Garnier. Jeff, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Nelson, as always. Good to speak with you. You know, you're one of the first people to uh, really know who I was coming into this and and working with you in the minor league and your fast ascension. It was really nice to have an opportunity to speak with you now as we are both sitting here in the majors. I know, right? And uh, knowing the journey that we had to go through, and um, I've always appreciated staying in contact with you. I think that you're one of the few people who still – did that with me and, and I always appreciated that and I thought again um, I would love to have you like when what this show came to be I always thought it'd be great to bring you on um, and as soon as I had an opportunity to I, I reached out to make sure that I could get you on the show so thank you for taking out the time and, and being on here but now that you are here we don't have no more technical difficulties at the moment um, tell me a little bit about yourself What who's Jeff Gagne yeah who I wish I had a deep answer to that one for you, Nelson, but uh, I think a lot of guys in the league here, you know, just kind of the average dude. I live up in New Hampshire, which is a small little state up in the Northeast, so uh, enjoy the New England weather, switches from, you know, rain to cold to hot to whatever within, you know, just a few moments. Um, I used to work traveling the country, but I got a little bit old, so took an academic job up here in New Hampshire to be closer to family and uh, met my fiance a few years ago and we're actually looking to get married up here in New Hampshire within a couple months you know fingers crossed with everything that's going on um, oh, wow well, enjoy sports that's breaking news here <laughs> <laughs> yeah enjoy sports uh, movies video games you know lose my mind being stuck inside like everybody else right now uh, you know pretty just laid back even keel kind of guy just always been my personality who i am i'm really you know see myself as kind of a utility player on any team like whatever you need whatever you want i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it the best i can i don't really have a pride or an ego to bring with me on anything so i think that's what makes me you know a likable teammate just somebody that you can get along with because there's no ulterior motive with it so uh that's just who i am what you see is what you get and you know it's not something too fancy but just a guy that's out here to have some fun yeah, and I, I'm a I'm a second that right. Like um, with us, you know, we were both on and together, right? And uh, when I got my opportunity to become a general manager, it gave you an opportunity to step in, and I think you did a phenomenal job. That you did amazing. Because uh, look at you now, right? You were the first in the first round being picked uh, by London. So clearly, you did what you were supposed to do, and you you always were in communication. And I think that's what I always appreciated. With you and but with could the rest you of our imagine that, Nelson? The <laughs> linebacking crew that Annapolis would have had if you'd stuck around. You had myself yeah, but... and Eric Hammer both go in the first round. You definitely would have been a first rounder. We could have sent all three of our linebackers in the first round from Annapolis. That would have been insane. <laughs> and you know what? If we were all on the same uh, team, that also would have been very insane as well. But you're right. And had, had arguably the best linebacking co- uh, group that I've seen. But again, you know, that's how you and me came became really close and cool. And we kept on talking even after the fact of, you know, we didn't need a linebacker. He was just a really great person to speak to. And then look where you're at now, right? Director of digital content and been doing an amazing thing. 
So I want to thank you, right, for always keeping that communication. And I think you're right. You're one of the few people who are straight gun and you get, you know what you're going to get with you. And you are a very personable person. And I don't ever see you get into any kind of go backs and all that stuff. I think you're, you handle yourself very professionally. So I always want to thank you, Jeff, for that. Um, yeah, now a little bit about you. You, know, you were there for me too. So don't undersell yourself. You, you saw a fellow rookie that come in. You know, pretty close to that deadline, and it was playing the same position of you of all things, and we're more than willing to make it a welcoming, accommodating place. So I appreciate you as well. Uh, thank you, Jeff. I, I appreciate that. I always try to make sure my brand is very good amongst everybody, um, and that there's always good to say, right? Um, now, your SFL story. Tell me a little bit about it. Like, how did you get to where you're at today? Yeah. Uh, Mine's accelerated, but so is yours now. So I think that's what we have the most in common, why we've always stayed in contact with it, was just sitting here, my buddy, you know, I was, I was literally working. I just got off my shift. He's like, man, you got to check out this thing. I just saw it on cable TV. There's no sports going on. This was probably maybe March, April, back when SFLM was really getting ready to roll. And I checked it out. I was like, this is for me. Like, this is this is what I always love to do. I love to simulate Madden. I love to simulate MLB The Show, 2K. Like, that's my jam. I don't. I'll play for a little bit, but building, GMing, simming, trying to learn the game, progressing people, drafting, like that's the fun part. So I was all on board and then once I got here it just turned into a creative outlet for me. I've always enjoyed graphic design and things like that and went to school for it for a little bit but decided to take a different route and when I saw that opportunity it was just, you know, everybody, we had so many great rookies in this class and you had to stand out. So it was just doing little things like that and, you know, sent a couple of them to Cam, the commissioner, and um, you know, unfortunately, when, when Ray had to take a leave of absence, it opened up a hole, and um, the rest is kind of history after that. It was just something where I just threw my name in the hat and thought, you know, I'd become a beat writer and help out whoever got it, and next thing you know, here I am, and drafted in the first round, working with the London Knights, really trying to help them, you know, secure some victories, build a reputation, become one of those top-notch franchises, and enjoying it every step of the way. The locker room's been great. It's everything I could have asked for in getting drafted, so... Um, it's it's a it's a short story so far, but it's one that I see growing. But you you know talking about that right, we we spoke about how this rookie class has made an impact, right? Um, yourself, you have uh, uh, the director of compliance, Mark, who you know is also a rookie. Myself, who's a rookie GM, uh, Jacob, who's a rookie owner. Like you have a lot of rookies making a lot of noise. Right. And um, it's very exciting because it shows the growth and it shows that you honestly don't have to be here and, and do all these things. Like if you honestly are yourself and you, you really utilize those skills, um, you'll eventually be where you want to be. And I think, again, that's great for rookies to hear. And it's a lot. of I still pay my respects to all my vets. I appreciate you because you paved the way. But it is very impressive to see this rookie class do the amazing things that they've done so far. And that shows the growth in this league, right? And how do you see the growth in the league? Like seeing all these rookies becoming in all these positions, how do, how, how do you see that? And where do you see the future of us as a league going? Yeah, it's insane. Like when you have a ton of established veterans that do so many great things. Like that's, that's why we're here. That's why there's a structure. But the rookie class I came in with, I'm always going to be partial to. I mean, you saw guys like, you know, Thomas Smith, Eagle Mondavi, um, yeah. you know, the crew, the scout scout thing, thing. Frank Wade, yeah. all those guys that we, we all just kind of figured out who we were together. And uh, we put together that program. It's, it's grown and added players. And 
Uh, you know, I got Mike Twin Screw over there. You see all these names pop up, and, and it's hard to even remember them all because not only are they doing that, but you got you see them getting scouting positions, you see them getting coordinator positions, you see them getting social media team directions. Like these rookies came in and like they were just like, hey, I'm doing stuff. You know, it even yeah. goes out to like Ross Napoli over in Louisiana. Guys contacting me like we're talking like we've been veterans in this league, running it like we know what we're doing. You got guys like yeah. Cameron Curtis starting Epic Esports on Twitter and, and helping support us with that third party. It's just it goes on and on and on with these rookies. Like we we came in a little peckish and a little quiet, I think. But man, once that draft happened, it was like thunder. You couldn't you couldn't ignore a rookie. Yeah, and and you know what? I can't believe I forgot Ross Napoli. I, I apologize. You know another person who went up in into uh you know leaks the actual organization staff and you're right I, I think again you know we might have came in but we you know as rookies but we made a lot of noise to make a name for ourselves and I think that's what's really cool and and to see where we go even beyond this is going to be amazing I know Cam has big points for the league even still and it's exciting it's exciting to see that and exciting to know that we can have even more growth in this league which is ever expanding, and 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 I think love that, and we talked about it off air. But since 2013, even before that, talking to Cam, but 2013, where you can see on the books that everything kind of started to now 2020, that's an amazing feat, and that's even hard to do, right? Uh, in this day and age, so I, growth and everything that I'm seeing is amazing. So, director of of digital content, right? What you talked a little bit about what it's about, but if you want to give kind of a nutshell for somebody who is coming outside of the league, inside the league. What does this pertain to? What are some of the, you know, you kind of said how this happened, but walk me through how that process came to be. And then finally, what is your vision for the content section of the SFL? Yeah, so like I said, it was just, it was a job posting. Showed up as a rookie. I had some encouragement from coaches and some players. Uh, I came in, I started my own little, uh, interview process where I was interviewing coaches and owners and GMs about the draft process and posting it on a website where I made a little mock like scouting report for my player. Uh, it's called Sim Draft Database, and it's just a way again to be creative. And uh, I was kind of getting pushed to just at least you know put your name in the hat, put your name in the hat. I was like, all right, whatever. I've been here for you know a quick second. There's no way this is going to happen. And uh, had an interview with Cam and. So like it went great. I was like, at the least, I should be on this team, you know, make a beat roll or help out in some format. And, you know, the week leading up to the draft, getting ready, you know, taking calls from teams and interviews and all that stuff that we all went through trying to get a spot on the team. And Cam calls me like, all right, well, here comes that call. He's going to let me know who got it and just let me know about the future of it. And literally to my shock and surprise, the conversation was like, all right, we're going to go forward with it. This is what I see as the vision of it. Are you interested in it? How do you want to do this? Here's what I think. And, you know, from that point on, I was spending two or three weeks trying to get drafted, getting drafted, trying to balance all this out. And, you know, I think it's just now finally hitting that point where it's hitting the ground running and it took a little bit longer than maybe I wanted. Um, But I wanted to do it right with the right people. And that's kind of leading to, you know, when you ask us in that vision, what do I look for here is it's pro content. I want to support so many other creative people I want to give back in my opportunity now because that's how I got this opportunity was by being creative and really helping to push forward quality um, everybody's creative and has their ideas and, and has a lot that they want to do and a lot that they can offer and I want to help uh, process that in a way that it represents the league very well that if somebody were to see the content we put out they would go huh like that, that's some interesting stuff let me go check out what the simulation thing is and, the, and they come in here 
you know, it's to expand it beyond just, you know, power rankings and player of the week, which is great. That's awesome content and we need that. But I want it to go beyond that. I want there to be deeper content. I want us to work in the world of video. Uh, we have more shows and podcasts and people interested in that, really pushing the production of that, saying, what can we do with that? What can we turn that into? How many viewers that maybe aren't even on the Discord, but just actually watch, can be viewing that content. I want to be a piece of that content. Maybe we can just truly have fans and people that look at that content yeah. and enjoy watching shows or podcasts, but aren't necessarily interested in playing. Like That would be so cool if we were able to build a pool people who were just like, hey, man, I just love watching this. I don't really care about being in it, but I'm just really mm-hmm. watching the content and the news and like I'm so invested in it that that's what I want content to be. I really want to build the storylines. That's, you know, when I was talking with Cam about this role for me, I think the missing piece that we have here is the storylines. And you can't fake those, you can't make them up, but they exist. And if we can find a way to articulate those in content, I think that will bridge that gap between simulation and, you know, reality and merge into this area where it starts to feel a little bit more like, I always kind of equate it to WWE wrestling. It's fake, but it's sports (laughs) entertainment. And because of the storylines and the action that you're seeing, when those merge together and those are really good, those are the memories you had as a kid. And you're like, wow, that was really cool when Stone Cold did whatever. I can't believe he did that or The Rock did this. Like those, It's cheesy then and we could do better with it here, but that's kind of a baseline vision that I would love to see here is to pick up on the storylines that are happening in this league, pick up on the people that are having those awesome moments and find a way to articulate that. Yeah, and I think, again, you hit it right on the head, right? Because speaking with Cam... Uh, he always says that he he always wants to try to make it as real as possible, right? Because you have something that isn't tangible, you're still able to, you know, still still make it come alive for us as fans and as players and everything else. So, I think again, you hit it on there. How do we make actually create fans? Because right now you have a huge group of people who are involved, but they also are involved because they were players. And now, how do you take that and have your city really? go behind you to say hey i i love the london knights for who they are and jeff gagne is my favorite player and i need to get me a jeff gagne jersey and that would just take things to a whole nother level and it just like how you see in the nfl where people want to follow their favorite players because of what they get to follow them either their experience getting into the nfl or going into you know whatever they want to decide to go into and i think it's the same thing we need to do here we bridge that gap to where we have followers and people who want to know day to day and and like you say make it more come alive for a fan base versus more of a player base which i think on the player side it's amazing um but now how do we change it into the the, the fan base and i think that's a beautiful vision to have um going forward so that's awesome so tell me what do you what what have you learned since being in the league in your small period of time what have you learned so far being in this league well now so what haven't I learned it's you know it, it's <laughs> trial by fire when you go from rookie to getting that yellow font on discord and being quote unquote somebody man it went from me having to reach out to owners that have no idea who I am to you know everybody and their mother you know congratulating or having an idea or something like that and it was fantastic yeah. but Man, the passion that is in this league drives a lot of it. I think it's good. I think sometimes it can be a negative, but uh, as we yeah. harness that passion, um, it's all for the good of the league. And some people, you know, take things personally. Some people take things too far. Some of them don't take it serious enough, and that's fine. You're going to have different outliers and different bases of people. And when you have the amount of people we have, they're all going to fall into different buckets, right? And 
I think that's what I've learned the most here is just how many different buckets there are and how you have to approach those different buckets and lead through different buckets, especially when it's on a volunteer basis. A lot of the things we do here with people is volunteer. Like we are here right now, me and you know, because we want to, we enjoy this, we enjoy the league. You know, we're not getting a six-figure contract to sit here and talk. You know, it's yeah, it's purely for the love of what we're doing. And that's that's difficult sometimes because people take a lot of passion in things that they're doing for free and um, can take a little bit more exception to, I think, you know, like their job. Um, so I think it's just learning to balance different people across the spectrum where uh, a lot of what they do is coming purely from passion. A lot of things are passion-driven, yeah. and leading people with passion is something that I've learned to uh, be a little bit more delicate about. Because every day, like when you're a manager at a job or something like that, it's mostly pure leadership and management. But when it's somebody doing something they really love, something they enjoy, something they want to do, uh, leadership for that is it's a little bit tougher because they really, really, really care about what they're doing. And you have to match that level of passion or it can come across as sincere. And I think that's the thing I've learned the most with the league so far. Yeah. And it, you're right, right? Like nobody is different between leaders and, and, and just managers. And a real leader does have passion, conviction, uh, but also knows how to take your passion and still keep you hungry versus giving you everything and, and, and making it too easy for you or accessible. And I think, again, yeah, learning that, learning how to take everybody's viewpoint, I think, well, uh, like earlier situation today with the pinging and the content, right? Um, I think, again, how you handled it was very professional. Um, and you were able to get your point across, and I think others were, and there was a lot of dialogue. And that's sometimes the hardest thing to get from people, especially people who are passionate. Sometimes the dialogue's not there, or it's an argumentative type of conversation versus it being a honest, I, I think I got a lot of feedback just like you did, uh, which had you create the polls, which was a great idea to see how was the league feeling about these type of situations. So I think the way you're handling it is amazing. I think what you've learned, you've made it into a reality. So question for you now is what was the best SFL memory you've had so far? Oh, uh, so far it's going to be back in the minors. I think it was, uh, probably the second to last game we had. It was the only interception I had all year. But I picked off a little out route just before halftime. Didn't return it too far, maybe 20 yards. Um, but it was one of those ones where they could have gotten a field goal range and really cost us a chance at the playoffs. Uh, now, obviously, Art, who you'll have on later, broke my heart with a catch of the century uh, in our game against Ottawa. But uh, to get into the playoffs, that, that interception was really important. And in the locker room, like, we didn't catch very many breaks as Annapolis. Um, we played really well, but we were one of those ones that dropped a lot of interceptions or just had a lot of weird things happen to us. And that was one of the few interceptions we actually had on the year overall for the team. So it was a big morale booster and really gave us an opportunity to feel like, hey, we actually have a shot at making the playoffs. And we did. We, we, we made it pretty far in there until Art ruined my life. But um, that's <laughs> definitely the top memory I think I have right now. And I'm going to be honest with you, right? Uh, he will be talking about that tonight. Um so <laughs> be listening now for that um, because that's one of the things I wanted to kind of ask him since it's such a memorable thing. Anytime you see in the chat that Art is involved, they always bring up this catch. And um, I think it's going to go down in history on how that catch played a factor to getting them into the championship game. But um, he will be talking about that, so I don't know if you really want to tune in for that or not. But again, I, I right? I'm going to boycott Art Nelson. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, right. Like, I, I think sharing these memories that we've had so far, um, 
have been key and I, I think my memory if we, we go into the SFLM uh, was being drafted right so it wasn't a draft going to the majors or as big as the majors was but I remember that seeing my name as one of the people that were with Anne originally the third probably person that had chosen behind Cameron Curtis and I, I think it was Scott Johnson then it was me it, it felt good and uh, Ben had contacted me it was funny because I was at work and I wasn't even paying attention and then finally, he goes ahead and he's like, hey, welcome to Ann. And I was like, what, what, what's going on? And I think that was always my greatest memory because I didn't get to go through the draft process like you did. But that was my mm-hmm. closest one to being in the draft process and being part of a team. Um, so I, I think that's pretty cool. So goals. What are your goals? And, and I, I guess we can do... We already know what your goal is as director of, uh, you know, of, of digital content. But what is your goal overall? Like, what do you want to do? Let's just say overall goal. Start there. What do you want to be able to accomplish yeah. in your NFL career? I think, as you said, kind of spoke to what I, I look like for my league role. And I, I would say there's probably two other things. When we look at this, anybody that's involved in the league probably has three roles. They have their league role, they have their player role, and they have their person role. You know, some other people just get to deal with player in person, and that's awesome. That's fine. It just depends on you know what what you want to do and what you want out of the league. But uh, you know, kind of covering the league one as a player, uh, the ultimate goal is just to make London a team that has wins, that's respected as a winning team. Um, I know what the reputation is, and I don't mean to hurt any veteran in my locker room or or any owner or GM there. It's it's that London's not been a great team for a couple seasons now. And, um, you know, that didn't dissuade me at all. Didn't dissuade any of the rookies that came over there. We got a very young team, and we all signed up because it's a lot of pride we're going to take in making this team be what it should be. Because there's so many great veterans in that locker room that have just been awesome to deal with. Angus and Jack and all those guys, Robert. I just go on and on, and I, I for them, want to be a piece of what's going forward. And that ultimate goal is to give them the wins that they deserve because they've been there, they've stuck it out, and to make that team be all that it can be because it is better than its record and I know you feel the same way with your team else and every team would but this is just a competitive year and I think that's the ultimate goal kind of as a, a player and as a person I really just want to help push rookies to have an easier entry barrier I think when we came in it was as awesome as it was there's was a lot of confusion and things changing and no solid understanding of what was going to happen even come draft day and I don't think that was anybody's fault it was just big, different, and changing, and um, I really want to help lower that entry barrier and hope that, you know, I've had a couple of rookies reach out already and just ask, well, you know, what they could do, a couple of join the content team that are just rookies now and haven't even played a single down in the SFML, so um, as a player, I really want to help those guys have the success that we did. I want to see every class after us push us to be even better than we were and to have them have to hold us up, up to a greater light, so the pedestal we get on gets even higher. So it just keeps continuing to push the entire league because the foundation gets even stronger as somebody new comes in. Yeah, and and, and I think again, right? How the experience you bring in these future rookies uh, is going to be key, right? Because we want to grow the league, we want to grow our fan base, we want to grow a lot of things, and we can if we don't have that investment into our rookies that are coming in, right? And uh, I kind of mentioned this before. My strategy going into the off season was to get to know more rookies and knowing more vets. And the only reason why, because in the next two, three seasons, we won't be rookies anymore. We will be vets, right. just like everybody else. And 
I think again, getting to know those those people like yourself and Eric Hammer and all the people I spoke to <laughs> during the the draft period um, was to just invest in you as a rookie and see what you wanted to do and get to know you and network and let you know that you had somebody here who was maybe a rookie like you but was willing to help you in any way, shape, or form. And that again has really made this whole experience amazing. Um, and, and really is where I see like again the goals of what ends up happening is if we really invest in these in these future rookies, then yeah, you're right. They will push the envelope. They'll come up with an idea that we might not know. And then at the end of the day, we may come up with something even greater than what we might have imagined. And I think, again, when we can see that happening, uh, we can see it happening now, right? <laughs> with all, everybody in their respectable positions. Um, but I think, again, I'm very excited to see what the future holds with these rookies that come in. And they have to understand if a rookie's listening right now, you're going to have to step it up because that rookie class that just got drafted is one of the most talented and respected rookie classes that I've seen so far and has made a lot of headway within the league. So I think these are great steps and great people to speak to um, if you want to know how to get yourself up there. And speaking about London, right, I think, again, you guys have done such an amazing job on being competitive. Um, and your win will eventually come, right? You win I want my win um, but I think you guys are definitely heading in a great direction uh, and with those draft picks that you guys did I know that will solidify that brand of London sooner than later uh, you guys have been amazing Benji's amazing you guys have a lot of great people in that organization so I hope the best for you guys now where do you see yourself in the next two seasons two three seasons where do you see yourself or where would you want to be at you know, right, right here. Hopefully reaching the goals for the content team. Maybe having a little more help as that team grows. I got some awesome people underneath me with uh, Slim, Tom, and uh, Eagle all stepping into kind of head roles to help me out. And fleshing that out even further, having guys like uh, Jacob Clear, Mike All, and Ashley uh, Jackson kind of stepping in that specialist role to kind of help out uh, with those departments and, and growing that into just a full-fledged autonomous unit that's just kind of it does what it has to and no one person missing is going to slow it down um, and then I think just as a player I, just, I, I would love to be mentioned as one of those top you know three or five guys there not just out of like individual stats but just one of those guys that the scout goes to do it like I really want to be one of those guys where the scout goes to think it's like son of a bitch how do I stop this guy he really <laughs> yeah. does things a little bit differently or makes it really tough especially with this growth of tight ends in the league if that's the future like linebackers you know they're going to become super important to stop these big guys in the middle and I think that's a counter adjustment that the league's going to make and maybe uh, the importance on linebackers and seeing some higher contracts doled out that way may be beginning to happen to try to counteract that again and, and being a piece of that would be really cool it's just being a, a guy that people have to scout around like, just, just the respect it's not so much the stats or the you know, the rating or the contract, you know, that, that that's it is what it is there. But I just want to be one of those guys that we play and just like, man, how is this guy a silver but I can't game plan for him even though I got gold so that I can beat like nothing. Like that's just that kind of reputation I want to carry. It's just that one that just seems to always make plays no matter what. Yeah. And and, and again, I think again what you've been able to do amongst the like your own player has been I mean, think about it. In the major I mean the minors you were always getting called for i think i heard your name every game because i had to watch every, all the tapes right and I, I think you can definitely do that and i think with the league evolving from like you've seen a lot of right and the person that really will control that is 
your linebackers, they control all these kind of things. And if you have a really strong linebacker who's versatile, well, now you have somebody who can potentially cover that tight end. And now it becomes very harder for quarterbacks to throw, which gives your, your front, you know, your front to kind of go after the quarterback, right? And create that pressure. And knowing you for the time period that I know, I know if that's what you want to do, people will be game planning around you because you did amazing in the minors and I don't expect nothing less from you in the majors. So thoughts of week three. What what have you thought? How did you think week three went? Um, did you have any surprises? Did you have anything that you felt that was um, that you didn't expect? I don't know if I don't. I don't know what to expect, Nelson. I guess that's kind of uh, the highlights here. Like, it's a really competitive season. Somebody could go from being third to 13th if they have one loss. That's a huge yeah. swing. And I know it's still early, so those kind of things happen anyway. But when you look at week three, just when you start to think you have things figured out, here comes Charleston beating Sioux Falls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the Kings just getting demolished by Queen City. Guess Queen City's back. You know, you want to keep writing off Louisiana, but here they are. They continue to write off the 3-0. I don't care who they're playing. Like, this is all pro football. You don't know what's going to happen with this. 3-0 exactly. is amazing. Uh, you got the teams that are trying to get their first wins or they're falling just short. Uh, the championship team against Denver. Denver pulling that out. The close one with Bolt. It's just, I think, there was three things I took away from this. Anybody can win on any day right now man, in the SFL. Like, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Number two. We may not want to do it. Johnny Pickler's very controversial. His team is an expansion team, so I understand not wanting to get behind it. Who have they played? Maybe not the top of the top, but you can only play who's in front of you. The team's 3-0. and I think we really got to start respecting them, especially as they come out and they pull that fourth win this week. Um, you know, that that's a top-five team there if they can pull that off. And the third one that, that stood out to me was you really thought Jacksonville was going to be off to a ride. It seemed like they had things figured out and maybe Queen City was reeling a little bit, trying to put together the coaching staff and get things back in order. But boy, oh boy, Queen City came out and, and they're going to make the season interesting. It's, you know, Denver and Louisiana at the top. You know, Jeremy back in line, helping the coach over there in Denver, certainly showing it. They had a strong draft class, a lot of rookies that I truly enjoyed. And I thought they got some great players over there to the draft to help them out. And, it makes it impossible. Like you want to speak the <laughs> previews. Every preview doesn't matter who you got. What's it matter? Like this, the league is. I don't know if it's the most competitive. You know, I, I don't know that history. I, I wish that I had watched SFL longer and been in this league as long as that. But but I can tell you this: this feels like one of the most competitive anything that I've been in. So fantasy football, you know, softball league football when I was in high school like you just you didn't see division records where one loss could bolt you from you know the joke of the entire league to okay now we're in the playoff line like that's where it is right now for some teams with just one swing of a win or a loss so uh, yeah. week three made things clear as mud and I still don't know who what teams are and scouting is difficult because teams are still trying to figure out who they are I think and I think that's a piece of it too is you get some of these newer teams that don't know who they are and are still identifying it but yeah, week three told us nothing. Um, I think if I had to <laughs> put a shock on it, probably would have been yeah. a shock, and I, 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 it's it's not a shot at anybody. Florida Storm, nobody would have picked them to be, you know, where they're at. And they had a close yeah. one with Vancouver, and, you know, Vancouver's always a tough team to play, and they were really doing a great job last year. But um, Florida, it's, 
just you would have thought a team with one of these rookie quarterbacks may have had a tougher battle with it, and you know, hopefully they can right the ship and um, see if their plan, their style is something that's going to take some time of the year. Maybe it's something where they took in some really great rookies, a lot of Annapolis guys over there, you know, Scott Johnson and uh, Eric <laughs> yeah. Hammer and Ochoa, like guys that are they're just awesome to me, and I, I enjoy them, and uh, I really want to see them do well, but maybe it's just a building year for them. I don't know. I guess that would be my shock is that Florida's still where they are at this time of the year. Yeah, I mean, again, you're right. None of, And I'm going to tell you, three weeks in, nothing has told me anything, right? And I think you need to give yourself props too, right? Because you guys went against uh, Mexico City and almost won that. You guys, 23-17, right? So it wasn't far off from, from what you're saying is that these teams, to me, and you're right, I've been here since season 14, so I saw all the season 14 games. Um, but I felt like this season, it's been more even keel. And games have been close. Now, again, there's games where, like our game, for example, 0-13, and 13, not what we expected. But nonetheless, we played a very defensive game. And I don't think anybody really expected us to hold ourselves when it came down to that light. Um, but you never know what's going to happen. And let's take it to last week when St. Louis went ahead and put up that bombshell to beat, you know, Mexico City. Um that again you never know what's going to happen and i think that again when you see the who 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 you got it's very hard <laughs> to really pick these games because you're never sure if this team's going to win it and i chose charleston <laughs> surprisingly right against two falls and guess who got it right i did so you never know what may happen and and that's the exciting thing about this league now do you have any patience for season uh for sorry for week four what do you like, are there any games that you're looking into that you're excited about or any kind of uh, prediction that may happen in week four? Yeah, there's a couple that stand out there for me, Nelson. You know, starting um, off the bat, Arizona and Jacksonville really has me intrigued. I want to see if Arizona is who they are truly playing as right now. Are they pretenders or have they really turned that corner that offense has met up with the prowess of that defense shows? This game has... Uh, a chance to really show us what's happening over there. Um, Baltimore against Denver is a big one for me. I've gone on the record. This was with uh, Dave and, and, and his show over there on Access Live. I really think Baltimore is a team that is going to be difficult in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. this matchup with Denver will really help me to analyze if that is a correct call or if it's just one of those gut feelings I have. Um, I think really the last – there's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of good games this week, and I think that's just because, again, of how – even the matchups are. But one of the other ones that I have my eyes on is the Atlanta-Charleston game. Um, yeah. You know, Atlanta, obviously defending champs. Ricky quarterback. Dynasty, I think, awesome fit over there. Playing really well. I don't think a lot all of it's on him. I think, you know, he's had one game where it was a little bit shaky, but I think other than that, he really put his team in position to win. Um, how long can they survive trying to progress some of those younger guys? Can they take a loss to Charleston and still kind of rebound as a playoff team later in the season? I don't know. I don't want to call a do-or-die game in week four. Um, but when you have the opportunity to really make a statement like Atlanta does, I think it is an important game. You know, and then yeah. obviously myself, bias London, you know, and I think you would speak for yourself too in Portland. Um, <laughs> you know, every game yeah. from here on out is do-or-die when, when you're down yeah. there. And I think Florida speaks the same, like, your back's against the wall, who are you? And the matchups don't get any easier for those teams. You know, 
he got Florida against Houston, he got Portland against Carolina, and he got Chicago coming to London. Like, there's no gimme game here. Like, and I'm, I'm sure those teams scouting for us, they're probably like, okay, like, it, it's not one of the top teams here, but like, they they know they can't take a day off in scouting, even with the all three teams, or they're looking at a possible upset at St. Louis, who had shown, and you mentioned to Mexico City, so. Uh, a lot of good matchups, but I think those are the ones that I think shine out for me now. There's a lot of teams that are do-or-die mode, and seeing if some of these people that we think are for real can really show us against some high-level competition, especially Baltimore and Arizona, two teams that maybe don't get spoken about as championship-caliber teams coming into the year, but uh, yeah. the wins this week would really put some feathers in their cap and allow them to really have some you know, things to speak about when they're talking about where they could end up. Yeah, and 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 they again. I'm very happy for Arizona, and you know this is something that Eddie Gage has had his vision on, right? And if you've seen Eddie Gage's videos, he always says, "Hey, trust in me, Arizona. Trust in me. I'm I'm working behind the scenes to make sure that we can bring something home." And I think that's something that you really need to consider is those organizations that have great player retention, right? Because if your players are able to grow with the organization, you see those type of organizations bounce back, right? Arizona, this is, if I'm not mistaken, Eddie's second season, I think, as an owner, second or third, right? But he's kept from those seasons a lot of these players that he's built with, and they have that trust. And look where it's at now where he's 2-1, and one, right? Going into, into a tough game against Jacksonville. But, you know, again, now that, that it shows his vision and what he was able to accomplish. And in Baltimore, Baltimore has a team as well that's pretty much stuck together. And you can see that there, you can never write Baltimore off. And you can't write off a lot of these teams off, but it's, again, great organizations. And if you're able to build with that organization, you see those organizations currently keeping the pace of having success out the gate. And it, I'm very interested to see when we get closer to the playoffs, what that playoff picture looks like. Because going into these weeks, you'll never know how it is. Somebody may get a hot streak. London may get a hot streak, right, going forward. And now you guys are going from 0-3 to maybe 3-3, and right? And now it's a different picture that we can potentially have. So I think it's very exciting. And what's your thoughts of the crowd play, if you don't mind me asking, right? The crowd play game of the week uh, is on Sunday with Louisiana and Mexico City at 4.30 on 11 Sports for the fans. How do you feel about crowd play? Like, what do you see that going impacting the league going forward yeah i mean those are all awesome opportunities obviously it's something the league's very passionate about and i think the more things we get like that that are going on that are just opportunities again that's something that might draw a casual person in somebody that uses crowd play but goes hey what's this sfl thing that i gotta watch to do it maybe that draws them in. you know maybe it has people that have an opportunity you know when you're on Twitch, you see people that hashtag like giveaway or things like that. That always draws more viewers in on Twitch. So maybe there's an opportunity there for that ability to kind of say, hey, crowd play, chance to win. Does that just draw in people that are looking to win and maybe stick around? Maybe. I mean, yeah. this is going to be a great game for it this week. I played both these teams here in London, and it's, you know, it's got the storyline heading into it. You know, the Krim Reaper versus Charlie Pickler. Andre Krim's been picking battles with Pickler since before SFL even started. I didn't think Johnny knew who Krim was at that point. He might have thought that he was a, a water boy, but now he's Krim <laughs> in the majors, and he's, he's ready to bring the heat, and he's been having an incredible season, you know, and he's going to come in there up against Pickle, and this going to be opportunity for him. This is one of those really big storyline games, so you put 
two teams that are really trying to make a name for themselves, like two doubted teams. Like everybody looks at Mexico City and goes, well, yeah, but with every win. And Louisiana gets the, well, yeah, but with every win. And, you know, that's never fair to teams because you can play in front of you, but you pair that with crowd play and the opportunity to draw more people watching that into what could be a great game. Those are the kind of things that crowd play can do. If we can help use that to funnel people into moments where they see the SFL at its best, then that's fantastic. Now they're, they're seeing a product and they're getting a chance to win some money. Like, how can that go poorly? Like, I just, it can't be a bad thing for the league for people to win money while watching a great product. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think uh, participation is really cool too, right? Like, even if you don't get the answers right, I think what's really cool is that you still get points. And those points can can eventually be given for gift cards, right? Like, I looked up to see what were some of those things, and one of them ended up being who I worked for Best Buy, right? But you can turn these into real products. Even if you're not winning the money, you're still able to get something for your participation, and it pays out at the end. So I think it's a really cool thing. I think it's something to get interactive with the league and interactive with watching these games, and we could really have primetime games. I think this, the, the suggestion that I heard that is the how do I put this, the, the most constructive is it should be on a designated day. Just like the NFL with with the football, right? Like Monday Night Football. It should be something of that sort where it's in a primetime game that somebody would always watch um, to kind of drive that and it'd be something consistent you're looking forward to. Um, but again, right, I, I think it's an ever-evolving ever situation and I'm very excited to see what ends up happening here so last thought this is your the floor is yours jeff right what anything you want to talk about anything you want to bring up um the floor is yours my friend go ahead yeah nothing i mean really honestly i just want to thank you for you know the relationship and friendship we built kind of going in this and, and really wishing you the best especially as you know the careers are oddly mirroring each other. You know, rookies coming in, fast-tracking to different positions. Yours, you know, as a GM, mine with the league. You know, teams that are struggling out the gate and really having to try to give a veteran present even though you're not a veteran and you have a lot of young people on your team. Um, so I think it's been really cool to have another person that's in on that kind of experience. And I think just for anybody that is listening, you know, if you have a passion for content, uh, even if you feel like you only have a little bit of time here and there, you know, we're all volunteers. We're all working our best to make the league better. But, um, you know, no one person's beyond the next. There's no special people in this league. It's simply a bunch of people that are enjoying what they're doing, trying to make it better. And if you feel like you have a skill that may be helpful to the league, you know, reach out. You can send me a DM if it's something that is useful directly for me. You know, I will always help you figure out who that's useful for. Um, but, Especially to the rookies, anybody in the SFL and now that's listening, just don't wait until the league starts. Don't wait until you think you're in the league to try to make an impact. Now's the time. If you've got skills, you have things you can do, you know, let other people know. Make a name for yourself now. And, you know, be a better rookie class than the one I came out of. It's going uh, to be really tough for you to do it. I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be an easy task. But if you can do it, as we continue to talk about here, it's only going to make us better if that happens. You're right. And uh, I think, again, it's a great message to give. Do you have a do you want to give out your discord name so folks know who to reach out to? Or if you have a Twitter or something of that sort, um, go ahead and, and drop that so folks can get in contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you see me floating around the board, you see me it's under uh, Sir J. Gagne. That's G-A-G-N-E. Uh, the discord name will be under Jeff Berg, B-E-R-G-92. 
And if you want to check out Twitter, I have one for my player. It's under Gagne, again, G-A-G-N-E, 92. Uh, and you can hit me up with messages on there. Um, or you can message anybody on your team. You know, if there's something going on, message, you know, somebody like a Nelson, your GM, uh, a fellow veteran or something like that, say, hey, like, I have this idea who I talk to. Everybody here is going to be able to help you. Like, no one's here to hurt you. Like, it's only going to make a team better with the better players we have in the league, the more knowledgeable players we have. So ask your questions now and, and grow as a rookie and, and definitely reach out. Yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty good. And yeah, I mean, Jeff, if anybody in London wants to come on the show, you know, it's just a word from you being like, hey, I have this person and, and you know, I want to extend that to you and to anybody who wants to join the show. This is a platform that I want to give to everybody. And because I have a great relationship with Jeff and I really want to make sure that you, Jeff, were able to get on here and, and really make that known right of what you brought to the table and who you were and if nobody got to know you today or before they know you today so i appreciate you taking the time jeff if you ever need anything man you know i'm here but if anybody in your team wants to come or anybody from the content team wants to come through i'm all here and and, and i appreciate you taking the time jeff again yeah absolutely now so we're all hands on deck here and you know, a support here. You're coming in to the rookie in the content game. You got some of the more established guys like Coach Craven's podcast and Ashley Jackson and Kramer and you know Dave Axis's show taking off. And I think we've got a really prime spot here for you and, and your show. And we're going to do everything we can as a content team to help support that. And uh, I certainly have some people in London that I know that could use some more league exposure because we may be a little bit more of a quiet locker room. That's how we try to carry a demeanor, that nightly code that you know yeah. who we are and we want to be seen as a, a team that can kind of rise above but i think there's a lot of intelligent players that you know i'll, I'll certainly pass along the information there and, and try to get them to and, and to anybody else in the league the fellow rookies that want to come in here and speak to other rookies you know have that opportunity but this is a, a show that i look forward to growing and it's part of that vision we had now and so i really appreciate you having me on but i appreciate even more that you're able to do not just your gm role your player role but Again, try to help push the league forward with content and take the time to do things like this. So uh, I appreciate you. The content team is going to be here for you. We're going to help push this out to the stratosphere for you, okay? I appreciate it, Jeff. Those are those are great words to hear from you, and, and I'm really glad we have this friendship that has grown from the Simulation Football League being a teammate to now going forward. So thank you, Jeff. You have a wonderful night, man. Thank you again. Hey, you too, Nelson. Take care, and uh, good luck this week. Let's take home some wins, all right? <laughs> you too. Good luck this week, and I'll see you on the field, all right? All right. Take it easy, Nelson. All right. You too. So, again, guys, I, I do want to thank Jeff for taking his time out uh, to being part of the show. Next, we're going to go ahead and get a little bit of information into the shipyard uh, with Mel Davis. Now, guys, welcome to the portion of the shipyard. I think, again, we have owned up to 
this here with uh, We Ready. I feel like it's a great song that Mel Davis has introduced to the team, and I feel like we all rallied behind it. So every time that we get into the shipyard, I pay homage to my team, letting the folks know that we are ready, and then go ahead and call on the whistle to get my teammates here. And I got my offensive coordinator, our director of player personnel, Mel Davis. Mel, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good tonight, Nels. How you doing, brother? I'm good as always, right? Like, I, I appreciate uh, that you taking your time, right, out of setting up playbooks and getting things ready to go uh, against Carolina. Um, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. So, um, Mel, how did – so, you know, I, that I have you here. Um, what do you feel is – and, Mel, do I still have you? You got me, brother. No, you right still here. there? Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm here. So, um, yeah, you're yeah. So tell me, how did how did you, give me some post game analysis over um, last week's game against uh, the Las Vegas Fury? Well, uh, the game itself was um, it, it was what it was. Okay, so the, the game you kind of sit back and you always want to analyze and try to ask yourself what could have been done differently, whether you were successful in all of your the game plan and uh, winning the game or whether you ended up, you know, acquiring a loss, I think it's always room for understanding how do you get better. And right now we're in the place of how do you get better, and just unfortunately right now we're on the, the losing side. But I don't necessarily look at that as a, um, how should I put this, a disparaging thing because – Truth be told, if you're going to grow, you've got to go through some growing pain. So when I look at last week's game, I, I, I stepped back and I said to myself, what did we do right? Okay, what, what things did this team put on the field that should be uh, more or less evaluated and, and cheered about? And then we have to sit down and look at what things that we could do better, what things did we not do so well on. So Starting off on the, the, the foot of what we did not do so well on, I, I kind of had to look at uh, the, the offensive side of the ball, for which is the side that, you know, I carry the majority of the responsibility and, and ask myself, how do I help, you know, our team improve? How do I help our team get better? How do I help the, the great players I really feel we have be put in the right place to execute? You know, and that's the challenge. That's the challenge of, uh, of being a coach. And, and whether it's an SFL or if you're, you know, coaching in more of a, a reality state in life on a daily basis, it, it is all about the coaches and putting their players in the best position possible to succeed. So yeah. last week we had some, we had some challenges, man. You know, I, I give all credit where credit is due on a weekly basis when you're going up against an opponent and uh, you know, the Vegas team came to play. I believe we came to play too, but, they outplayed us. They outplayed us on that off, on that defensive line, man. They they got to to Matt, and it became a very challenging place for us because Matt just didn't have time to execute. And if you know he can't get back and, and get that ball off in rhythm, then you know the whole situation becomes you know very challenging because you cannot, knowing <laughs> being a football fan, being a football. Uh, a uh, person who enjoys the game and understands the game. We all understand that that first down, you, you've got to get some yardage in that first down, whether it be three to five yards to put your offense on a better standing to have the opportunity to make a play 
on on second down, whether it be run or pass. But when you start off second and long, and then now you're sitting in third and long, man, you've just set yourself up at that point for the, the other team to just, you know, pin their ears back and come after you. And, and all credit to, you know, Vegas for doing what they did. We would have done the same thing uh, in, in that situation. So, you know, I sit back and I look at that and I say, you know, could we have done things differently? Yes. Protection for Matt has got to be better. Uh, we have to execute when the opportunities arise. We're a young team, so mistakes are inevitably going to occur. But we have to be able to minimize those mistakes so that we can capitalize on every opportunity we're given. And if we do that, then we put ourselves on a competitive standpoint to to be in every game that we play in. And, and that's what we talked yeah. about a while ago, being competitive. So uh, offensive line play has to improve. Uh, our, our play calling has to improve, and, and that's on me. I, I told the guys in the locker room after the game, heads up. I said, because, you know, it's easy to, to put our heads down when we're in a challenging place, but understand that I take full responsibility as a coach uh, on this aspect of the game. said, you guys keep your heads up. I'm going to get back to work, and I'm going to keep pushing, and I'm going to, with the help of, help of Jacob and, and now the, the help of uh, Art, being signed on as assistant coordinator, we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to find the rhythm that we need to have so we can truly identify, you know, who we are and what we want to be uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I think we've had some glimpses of it. I think we've got some players. I know we have some players on our team that can make plays. And again, it's all about putting guys in the right place at the right time to make, you know, that play count. And uh, that goes from, from Big John, who, who I think is a great running back and just is going to continue to get the opportunities and prove himself. Matt, who I think is an outstanding leader in our locker room and a, and, and a great quarterback, man. He's, you know, the, the challenges that he's enduring right now, he's showing his true character uh, by still standing strong. And then uh, we've got some outstanding wide receivers. And Art and Gene made an amazing catch. And, and Connor is just a beast. We're growing. You know, every day we're growing. So we just have to keep that in mind, and uh, I have to keep that in mind. And uh, I know there are those who uh, always are going to be saying, you know, you're not, you're not capable, uh, your team's not worthy, you know. But you know what, you can't get caught up in the, the news cycle of what people think about you. What really matters is what's happening in that locker room. What do we think about ourselves, you know? Yeah. I think that's really what's key. So. We go back to the drawing board, we get it together, and let's get back at it, man. We got a game this week against North Carolina, the Carolina Skyhawks, and all due respect to them, but we come to play. Like you said, we ready, man. We ready. Yeah, it, and I think, again, you, you speak you speak about our locker room, and you're right. Like, it's it's a very supportive locker room. I think we have amazing players uh, top to bottom, and we just got to find who we are, right? We, we notice that defense is right now the crown jewel of the uh, Portland fleet. But don't sleep on any of these offensive players. And I know I speak to you on a daily basis, knowing all the hard work you've been putting in to create a dynamic uh, offense. It, it's going to take time and it's going to take, you know, again, trial and error, right? Discover who we are and what we bring to the table. And I'm very excited. I, I, it stinks that I won't be able to watch the game with you guys this Sunday due to work reasons. 
Um, but I'll right, be there right, in spirit, right. and I'm very happy to see the game there. plan. Exactly. Yeah, I'll be there, right, in spirit, right? <laughs> but I'm very excited to see the game plan, Jacob, yourself, and Art really put together, because I know it'll be very exciting. So, you know, what what do you see the Skyhawks do very well? Like, uh, not giving out any information, but what do the Skyhawks do very well? And, you know, again, um, what are you hoping to get out of this game, Um on the offensive, on the offensive coordinator side, but also as a team. Well, you know, let's let's start with what we do well first, and then we'll talk about the Skyhawks because Skyhawks are who they are, and you know, again, they're they're a great organization. They've got a great team, and, and I'm sure they have their own team goals. And our focus is really what's what's the focus associated with uh, you know Portland, man, and you know, from the OT standpoint. My job, I, I feel most importantly, is to keep my head up, you know, and, and keep pushing. You know, I, I'm not out here to prove anything to anybody other than the guys that are in that locker room that we're capable. That's it. You know, the guys yeah. outside of the locker room, that's not really our focus. Uh, it can't be our focus because we're all out here competing, you know. So yeah. those guys that are outside of the locker room, although we're, you know, we're fellow brethren in the SFL, and, and and including all players here and that are here and there, both, you know, the guys and the ladies, the reality is, man, we're all competing. So, you know, those guys and, and, and ladies aren't really looking out for our well-being, and, and nor should they be. This is a competitive league, and everybody wants to put their best foot forward. But in the locker room, man, you know, like I was telling the guys, you know, just, just keeping it real, man. The reality is, look, and I posted this the other day because I'm a huge motivational person. And it, it's, it's what drives me on a daily basis. It drives me in my workouts. It drives me at my work. I, I'm constantly motivating or trying to be motivated by things that push me forward. And, and I posted something the other day to say, hey, look, guys, that was a famous quote by one of the coaches. You know, it's not so much about how you start. It's about how you finish, you know. So, Yes, some people may say these things are cliche, but the reality is there is some truth in what's being said in these these type of quotes. So we cannot walk into this next game and feel like what happened last game. You hear this all the time from coaches. They tell you, look, that play's over. That game's done. You know, there's no need in focusing back on, on what was. Let's talk about what we're going to do next, you know. Uh, if you get out there and you miss a tackle, forget that tackle. Got to get your head back in the game because if you don't, you're going to miss the, miss the next tackle. And then the next, yeah. and, then, and you're going to miss another tackle and another tackle. So you just have to stay focused. And I think this, this SFL experience is one that really brings that to light, even though it's a virtual experience for us. It's still uh, a reality in what we're trying to accomplish. And we just have to keep our heads up, stay focused, and go to the next game and trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. You know, I also told the guys in the locker room, you know, keep in mind, and, and I'm a diehard Washington uh, skin fan and a Washington team fan, I, with all due respect uh, of the name change, but, you know, some of the greatest coaches, some of the greatest teams didn't start out 15-0, and 0, didn't start out winning everything. You know, they had to go through some trial and trouble, and right now that's what we're doing. We're, we're being forged right now in the fire of, of SFL challenges and the losses that we've incurred, some close, some not so close. You know, week one, we, we got we got taken to the woodshed by the Sparrows. 
week two, yeah. we took Denver to the very edge and, and just as easily could have won that game because of the play we put on the field. And then week three, we came back, and, and Vegas had our number. Vegas brought out another weakness that, that we found in our team. But that's okay, see, because now we got to go back and figure out how to fix those things. So the ultimate goal and ultimate reality long-term is by the time you figure out what my weakness is, I've already made it my strength. And that's where we yeah. got to go. That's where we got to build. That's where we got to push. And we got to allow this to forge something special in our locker room as a team and as coaches believe in each other. You know, uh, one of the, the guys in our locker room last week, and big shout-out to him for it, Bob Funk, man. Bob's our nickel cornerback, yeah. and, and Bob was in the locker room. He said, hey, guys, heads up. You know, you got to don't, – don't let this get us down because as we continue to get forward through this process and realize that, you know, we're going to come out on the other side better, the win will come. They will come. Yeah. Uh, it, it, win, we, we, sh- we shall see. Uh, we're, we're looking to make that this week. But they will come. So we just got to continue to believe in each other and stand in there. I, I posted another message to the guys in their locker room last week after you know, the loss to Vegas, and I said, hey, look, man, I'm getting back to work. Jacob's getting back to work. You know, Art's going to start getting to work. You know, the rest of the fellas, you know, we got to stay focused. And, and remember, Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, but, man, Cowboys went 1-15 that first season with Jimmy Johnson. And – uh, I'd laugh at that, save for the fact that being a, a Washington fan, guess who they beat that one, that one game that year? Washington. You know, year <laughs> after that, they come out in 1990, and they had a mid-grain, a midway season. And what did they do in, 90, in, in, in the three years beyond that point? They won Super Bowl. You know, so that team grew. That team started believing in itself. So I use those analogies because I think that applies to what we're doing. Um, it's tough. To, to take a loss. We're all competitive guys. It's tough to, to have to come back to the drawing board and come back again. But, it, you know, I just believe in my heart that those are the things that are going to build us and make us stronger so that when the winds do start to, to pile up and come about, we know what it was to be on the other side and the appreciation for those winds would be so much greater. So, yeah, we're gonna I keep, agree. Keep cranking, and I, man. We're going to keep our nose to the ground. That's, that's a take-home message. And I'm going to tell you, hearing how your conversations go amongst you three have been quite enlightening to see the bouncing back and the, hey, this works, try this, do this, you know, it's collaborative. And up and down from upper, from our owner down to a player to be everybody being in a collaborative mindset has been amazing and has really set off this experience going forward and yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm very excited to see how we grow from here. And you're right. If we win every single game from here, we're going to look like the 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 man right now. And uh, we have to go ahead and figure out who we are. And I definitely know you guys will figure that out. So you got anything else, Mel, for, your, for the fans, for the players? Anything else you want to share before uh, we bring in Art Vandelay? I just say a shout-out to my teammates uh, being on the defensive side of the ball. Yo, guys, we rock. Let's keep rocking it. Let's let's keep strong for this offensive side as it continues to grow. Uh, let's continue to be ready uh, to to my man Derek and to my man Shaw and Dakota and to to Rob and uh, to to VP Vice President on our defensive line and and Big Bernie coming up that middle, you know, and 
to all my fellas out there, man, you know, shouting out to all my, my defensive guys, I just think it's important we hang in there, stay focused, uh, do our part, try to make it easier for our offense to continue to get its footing and to grow. And on the other side of the ball, to the offensive guys, hey, man, just keep your head up. You know, it's going to happen. We're going to stay in this. We're not going anywhere, and we're going to keep fighting. And if we just grow and hang together throughout this process, we're just going to come out stronger on the other side and, and more capable uh, of doing what we need to do. You know, so Chris Stott this week, let's get some picks, baby. You know, uh, Derwin, let's get it. Let's get in that backfield, man, and make it happen. You know, like I know you can, and and let's just show these guys what we're capable of. You know, and that across that board on the linebacker core, shout out to my man Amon, the great Amon. Hey, brother, let's do it. Big Fred, Frank, let's do it. Let's make it happen, and uh, let's 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 just continue to show the league who we are. Um, and as we continue to do that, I think that. Uh, I know that things will, con- will change and, and we'll continue to, to put our best foot forward and uh, show people who the Portland fleet are and, and what we're capable of, of becoming and, uh, and being a competitive team in this league. Perfect. All right, Mel. Well, we're going to get Art into here. Thank you again. I appreciate you giving the time. Hopefully you get to stick around, but if not, it was a pleasure speaking to you tonight. By all means, man, look, you take it easy, be blessed. Everybody stay safe out there. You know, wear your mask, stay safe, guys and, and, and ladies, and just continue to enjoy this whole process of SFL. It's a great thing that's been put together and that everybody contributes to on a weekly basis and just happy to be a part of it. Thank you, Mel, again. You have a good night. All right, man. Take it easy, man. All right, brother. Peace. All right, you too. So we have Mr. Art Vandele. Art Vandele, how are you doing today? What's up, buddy? How you doing, Nelson? <laughs> I'm doing really good. You know, it's exciting to have you on here. Uh, Jeff Gagne wanted to say hello, but unfortunately he knew you were going to talk about your catch tonight, uh, which he <laughs> decided to opt out. Um, but, uh, again, thank you for making out the time and coming in and and uh, and being part of this, you know, with us. So Anytime. Uh, uh, Again, Art, um, congratulations if you know for the assistant OC position. Um, Thank I think, you very much. Uh, I, like I was kind of sharing with Mel, how you went about like hearing your conversations with you, Mel, Jacob, on the back and forth. I think has been amazing. Um, I love seeing that collaborative effort, and um, it shows me the hard work that we can't show people outside the league. Um, but just know that I know a lot of hard work is being done. And since you've gotten the position, you've been just, you know, tires to the to the pavement and just been gone, right? So I'm really hoping that that eventually shows onto the field because I know you've been putting in the work with Mel and Jacob to really create a, a strong game plan against uh, Carolina. So, uh, but with that being said, let's get to know who Art Vandelay is. Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, man, I'm uh, born and bred in Miami, Florida, all my life. Um, 50-year-old man, business owner, general contractor down here in the jungle of uh, Miami, how it works. Uh, father of two, happily married for 25 years almost. Um, that's pretty much it, man. Pretty basic. Good, Got good I... friends, good family down here, and uh, basically that's it. 
it, it, look, don't say it so short, Art, right? Like I told you, you are an amazing person. I think you get so much love within this league. Uh, you, anytime you drop in the gen chat, everybody's just, you know, interacting with you and everything. And I think you bring a lot to the table. Um, so your SFL story, right? Walk me through how you went from seeing the game on to being in the game and now coaching in the game. So I'm flipping channels one day and uh, watching my direct TV and I catch it on 11 sports and have no idea what I'm looking at. So stared at it for a couple hours or so, uh, trying to figure it out, went on the website and checked it out. Had no idea what, what it was about or what I was getting into and found, uh, found a community and more than just, uh, sim football. So it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I've made some friends, uh, interesting and uh i want to grow and grow in the league and see where we can go yeah and again right I, I, do you remember the game that the first game you saw when you were flipping through channels what got you to be invested in this i'm gonna say it was uh it was it was queen city i don't remember who they were playing but it was qcc playing somebody because i remember those uh those neon green uniforms <laughs> and, uh, all right i, I thought it was I thought it was cool looking and I wasn't sure what I was looking at. I'd never seen the game before. I'd seen the box for the game and things like that, and uh, but I had never seen it. Uh, and uh, just like I said, found it interesting. And uh, I think I'm a coach at heart probably at the end of the day. So um, looking forward to, to seeing where that can go. Oh, yeah. And, and, and again, I think um, I'm a very, very excited as well to kind of, I think my investment with with you and all the other rookies is just excited to see what you guys do. Um, you guys were handpicked. You guys were all spoken to. And to, to give you that opportunity, I'm very proud of seeing that, to be honest with you, Art. I think it's uh, it's something that you will excel in. And, and I'm very excited to see what you and, and Mel and, and, and Jacob come together. So uh, what's a fun fact about you, though? So we, we talked about family, contractor from the beautiful city of Miami, 305 you know um so give me a fun fact about you like what is a fun fact about art vandalism fun fact man a fun fact i don't know that's a good question man uh basically you know i like to have a good time and mess around so if uh if i'm ever on gen chat or any chat and uh i say something you know 99 percent of the time I'm just having a good time and, and playing around. So it's just, you know, we want to want to live life. Life is short. We want to have a good time. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. We like to travel. And I like to work, believe it or not. Not too many of us do, but I like to get out there and, and do what I do. And, and that's and I, I can, I can uh, attest to that because I've seen you post up pictures about you working. And um, yeah. I'm glad you, you definitely do enjoy that. So, uh, again... All right, what what made you, I guess, excited about being in Portland? Like, why Portland? Um, you were you actually, I think, were one of the first, if not the first, GM I spoke to. Uh, you and I spoke, and pretty quickly, I found you to be a, an honorable person, and you know, I could tell you weren't BSing me at all, and you were being as honest as possible. And we got to know each other, and I really liked you and uh had a conversation with jacob not not long after that and i've kind of hit it off with him too and uh you guys were really the team that i was looking to go to and i and i'm not scared of of starting fresh 
uh, in an expansion team. I think uh, the growing pains are worth it, and uh, we'll get there when the time is right for us. Yeah, I, I think I think again, I appreciate that even comment you saying about me because that's something that again I take in art. You know, um, I love to be transparent. I, I don't think there's anything to hide, and I spend as much as time with you as I do with my own family. So in 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 yep. in that portion, you're a family to me as well. And uh, I'm glad we were able to make that experience for you because not everybody gets that type of experience, right? Not everybody got the experience to have transparency. And, you know, you hear the horror stories that some rookies have. And I'm really glad that wasn't part of your uh, journey and your story being part of us. Now, being an assistant OC, what does that mean to you? Like, now that you've gotten this opportunity to create a game plan with Mel, um being that OC, what does it mean to, for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think, a natural progression to what I like to do. You know, there's a lot of levels in this league and in the game, and, like, uh, you know, there's GM, like you are, and there's ownership, there's scouting, uh, stats, uh, all sorts of broadcasting. There's all sorts of things to get into, and I think this is probably my niche, uh, something that I really look forward to. I'm a big NFL NFL fan. So I think I know football. I don't know the game as well as I should yet, but I'm getting there. It takes a, it takes a lot of practice and uh, and sims and things like that to learn the game. But uh, but I just think it's a natural progression for me into into what I do naturally and what I you know I tell my wife all the time if I won the lotto and and had to stop working and do something else I'd be a college basketball coach somewhere. That's just what awesome. I like to do. Yeah, I would <laughs> that's love pretty that. awesome, Art. I mean. Where would you want to coach? Let's say that's a hype that actually happens. Yeah. Where would you want to be a, a head coach at? If I could get to Syracuse University, I'd be a, it'd be a dream for me. Oh wow, Syracuse! You know, there's a, a, some great I players like, that came out of there. Yeah, I love the Orange, man. That's my team. So. And look at that! You're with Portland now. And we're all about the Orange. So matrimony right. made in heaven. So that's right. Um, that's right. So now, how did you come about? So I'm pretty sure. I always like to let rookies know, right? Because I talked about this rookie class if you earlier with Jeff on how amazing you guys have really been to put yourselves out there and, and being put in positions to make an impact. So how for a rookie or just anybody, how did it come about becoming our assistant OC? I basically, you know, like I was saying, I'm interested in the coaching aspect and the scouting aspect. So I basically just started doing it on my own a little bit trying to figure out what information you know the coaching staff or anybody would need and I kind of presented something to Jacob one day and I think he kind of liked it and I think there's a need in our team for some advanced scouting and those type of things so I'm, I'm trying to, to fill that that need for right now so we can be prepared to each week for our opponents as they as they change and as they uh, as they move around yeah and and that's the collaborative I love the collaborativeness. I mean, we were on a, a four-way, what, two days ago? And yep. it, again, hearing you guys speak amongst one, in, one another, I know it's going to start clicking. And, and you need this, right? Great organizations need uh, each role. Each role plays a factor. And I, I think, again, needing, you're right, an OC, uh, an assistant OC, looking at scouts. I mean, you want multiple people to see multiple views and, and then being collaborative is, is really huge, which I can attest to that hearing your, your, your guys' conversation. So what is the goal for yeah. you 
um, what, do, what what is the goal for you for the offense? Like, what are you looking for out of our offense? Well, we're just, we're, you know, Mel and I are working on just making the offense click, getting getting in, getting the offense in positions where we can be successful. Last week was a tough game for us, and we were in a lot of third and longs last week. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really give you an opportunity to be successful like that. So, you know, getting the running game going, getting a balance, so uh, so you keep the defense guessing. I think is, you know, basically mostly everybody's goal, but we just we're just not not that yet yet there on offense, and uh, we're going to work to get to it. You know, we're going to try different things and see what's successful and what works and what doesn't. And Mel and I are on the phone together. A lot, as you know. Yeah. And uh, and I and I know what kind of work you guys all do behind the scenes, and how much time is spent on that type of work. So you know, I just want to jump in there and and lend some assistance wherever I can, and, and let's grow this thing together. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what I love to see is growth and an opportunity. And what goals do you have? Are you know now that you're an OC and it's just an OC, uh, what are your goals? What is what is your overall goal that you want to be able to accomplish in your career in the SFL? Well, I'm trying to take Mel's job as soon as possible. If he lets me, <laughs> if I can, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, uh, you know, like I said, man, I like, I like the coaching aspect, I think. I think that's where I would fall in nicely right now. I'm going to concentrate on that and uh, and getting some scouting in and scouting in the, in the minors when it starts up again a little bit too and you know I'm coaching a little bit in the minors too which I'm, I'm happy about you know I kind of wanted to, to give back to that portion of the league I had a really good time with it so you know I'm, I think I think for right now you know everybody wants to be an owner when they first start off and you know certain things like that but you know I'm, I'm happy with uh, with coaching right now and and seeing what we can do and change this team around and get, get this team where we want it to be yeah, and and speaking about the minors, right? I think that was something that the league did an amazing job on. I think you being able to collaborate with other rookies who were in the same position as you, and then go into the majors with those same rookies have have changed pace. Uh, if you look at general chat, you you see the mix of rookies and vets speaking with one another, and. Yep. It's really you guys setting that standard, coming in and saying, "Hey, we're rookies, but hey, so and so, what's up?" and da da da, and really creating that that pace when it comes down to Gen Chat and when everybody's involved. I think again, uh, it becomes a better experience for everybody. So, so it, it's it's real easy to be to to be intimidated when you're going into Gen Chat and you're a rookie. You know, there's yeah. a lot of things that go on there that you really you're just learning, trying to figure out or whatever. So, you know, you kind of step in there lightly, see how it goes and then step out there again and so on and so forth. But, you know, you try to be a good guy, you try to say the right things, you know, uh, you're just having a good time and, and learning and always keep your ears open for, for people that are willing to give you good, good advice. And there's a lot of them, a lot of them in this server and in this league that are that are real good people trying to give good advice. Yeah, that's true. And, and and so how did how does the minors differ from the majors? How 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 have you seen that differ in your own standpoint? I think there's a there's a bigger intensity in the major leagues here. Um, every week uh, is more you know just there's more intensity on a weekly basis. I also see that the one of the biggest differences is just the disparity in in the players down in the minors. Everybody kind of is the same at the same level pretty much. And uh, you get to the league here, and you see some running backs that are breaking tackles 
you know, three, four tackles at a time, quarterbacks that are putting passes uh, wherever they want, wide receivers, Gabriel Manning being one of them, just balling out on a weekly basis. So, you know, it's a, it's a challenge to see the difference and the disparity in some of the players being gold to silver, gold to, to, to bronze, those type of things. I think that's the most challenging fact. Yeah, and it makes a difference, right? Like, I think, again, the league is very, I don't want to say 100% balanced, but it is very competitive. And it doesn't matter who you are or what team you play for, you have a competitive, like, you have a chance to win your game. And I don't want to say that was always the, the, the situation in the minors, but definitely in the majors, you kind of see that more. A little bit more. I don't want to say balance, but you have a fair chance, just like anybody else. And every single game yeah, matters. You, I agree. What you see in the, in the, in the minors now. How how are your thoughts so far in the SFL season so far? And we don't have to speak about just on Portland side, but just overall, how now this you know season fifteen? How do you feel like it's been going so far? Well, I think the season started off real well. There's a lot of storylines. Uh, teams that are supposed to be on top are. Uh, you see, a, you see a lot of good teams playing. You see a lot of good teams coming. You know, I think it's going to change even a little bit as the season progresses. Just like Madison did last year in the uh, in the minors. You know, teams grow and, te- and teams come together at different times. And you know, it all depends when you're hot. When you're hot is when it makes a difference. So. We're going to see some changes as the league, uh, as the season goes through, and uh, let's see who ends up on top there. But there's a lot of good teams up on top. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of potential. Of and 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 that's what I'm saying. It's it's the last three weeks have been very difficult <laughs> to try to say that there's a team right now that's very dominant. And uh, you see the dominant performances. Don't get it wrong. I think everybody would say, "Hey, Sioux Falls has been on a rampage," right? But nobody expected Charleston to come through and, and, and beat them. And it was a very, very good game from start to finish. And um, props to Char- Charleston for, for Predators for them bringing in a competition and, and showing what they were about. And, and I picked them. I'm going to say this again. I picked them. So because again, <laughs> you never know who's going to win it. And I, I think, again, that speaks wonders of our league and, and how you can enjoy every single game. And that's what I've been noticing yeah. this season, that I've enjoyed every single game. And there hasn't been a game yet that I've really been like, no, nah, I didn't even enjoy it, right? So now, yep. your player, do you model your player after anybody? Well, um, I modeled my player, not in size necessarily, but I try to I try to model my player as like a Fred Bolitnikoff. I'm a big Raiders fan. So I'm I'm Belitnikov with uh, with Tim Brown's number on my back. So I hope I can I can live up to any of that. Well, I think you've made a name for yourself, right? Uh, that's a, it's a pretty good segue to speak about the uh, epic catch versus Annapolis in the playoffs, right? So walk me what through. Catch? I want I, I want to feel the, the the catch that 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 <laughs> the dagger in Ann's heart and the Superman <laughs> catch that you did to help. Uh, the Ottawa get into the championship game. So I want to be there with you, right? So I want you to walk me through what you were doing, uh, what were your thoughts when you came through, and how how that that play affected the aftermath. How was the the locker room of Ottawa? Like I want to feel it. Yeah, everybody everybody was going crazy, obviously after that. Uh, 
Javier made a heck of a throw because he evaded the the pass rush, stepped off to the side and just kind of laid it out there. And I kept going and kept going and was lucky enough to come down with a with a with a grab like that. I don't think it's happened too too often when you just lay out like that and can come up with something like that. But I was glad to be able to be in the right position at the right time. He made a heck of a play and a heck of a throw to get us in that position in overtime. And then the field goal followed after Amy with her, with a, with another game-winning field goal. And uh, I'm sorry for Annapolis because they had a good season and they're all good guys over there. But uh, it moved us on. So it was a, it was a crazy atmosphere. In the uh, locker room. What were you after. doing when when what were you doing? Were you watching yeah. the game live or? Of course, yeah, yeah, intently watching the game, man. Intently right. watching and, and hoping hoping for the best. Did you yell out? Did you know? Did your wife come check on you? And yeah. Say, hey, what's happening? You yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, she had to help <laughs> me get off the floor and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, right? Like I, I think that is something that is is my it's going to be etched in history, right? and and. A lot of people know you for that catch. Like that catch made you put you on the radar, and uh, yeah, again, the personality it. also put you on the radar. But that that catch overall has been such talked about. Like I've seen uh, people reposting that catch, uh, especially yeah, when you pro- start probably me. It's, it's probably sorry. It's probably me most of the time reposting and messing around. But <laughs> no, I think I've seen some other people. You know, join in with you and 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 and, and it, because it was such an epic moment. And it, again, I know the outcome wasn't where you know Ottawa wanted to be. And you know, the thing is, we have a lot of Ottawa players on our team. Um, we do, but it's it's again such etched in stone that that pivotal moment is what got Ottawa to the championship. And and again, that I think that that spoke volumes about both organizations right i had Derek majors here uh last week which we had the bonus content podcast that was released as well today right but he was talking about his journey and how uh you know madison went from zero and two to winning the championship and i think it's the same thing i think they were one and three at some point i'm sorry i think they were one and three so not only zero and two i think they were one and three before they went on that run yeah and but let's not talk let's not put you know, forget Ottawa, right? And and the it, the run that you guys had, right? Because you guys also had a run, and yeah, I think you and Gene were really pushing that envelope uh, when it came down the wire. Because you guys were always a one-two punch, so you guys were dangerous on your own, um, as well as Leonard uh, Leonard Senior, um, yep. your tight end at the time. He was doing doing work, and then you had uh, Kevin Say as your running That's back. That's right. So I think it was a very impactful team, and it was impactful on defense. Now we have what uh, three Ottawa players on defense, if I'm not mistaken, right? We got Derwin Nuevo, Derwin Shaw, Dakota. Yep, Shaw, Dakota. Derwin Shaw, um, Dakota. Yep. Yeah. So you know the impact that you guys have been able to have as an organization, I think, was key. And we picked you guys from your organizations one because you dealt with challenges and changes, but you guys also representing each other and I think you guys always had each other's backs and we wanted teammates own to have the same concept regardless of what the teams were um, I do definitely want to give props out to, to to you guys for for your story as well because it wasn't a Cinderella story for you neither 
you guys worked hard, but you guys were always competitive. And uh, that shows you how much I watched your games, right? So the one-two punches. Yeah, you did. You. I know you did. And then how, how lucky we were to actually bring both of you guys into uh, our organization was, the, was was lucky for us uh, overall. So, um, all right. So what message do you have to your teams and your fans? Like what's some of the stuff that you want to share with them um, maybe about what's going on with the season or – or, or anything you would like to share? Yeah, no, I mean, our, our we got a great locker room. We got great people in there. Uh, you know, we all just gotta keep the faith. Know that we're all trying real hard, and this is gonna, this is gonna turn around, or we're gonna we're gonna do good things here in the near future. You know, um, don't lose faith. Keep your head up, and uh, that defense is holding its own on every game and every quarter and every series. And uh, we got to keep the keep the ball rolling there. That's it. We're gonna get it turned yeah. around on offense, and uh, and we're gonna have a real good team, whether it's this year, whether it's the next, or in the real near future. But it's gonna be somebody to be a team to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, and you know, our I, I think again, seeing you guys come together has been such an experience, right? Like to see all the work we did come to play. Um, it's been exciting, and I'm excited to grow with you guys as an organization. And you know, absolutely, um, it's it just it's just exciting. Like we handpicked you guys, we simmed with you guys, and to see you all kind of come together as one and and, and communicate in the locker rooms and, and support one another. I mean, it's a it's an experience that I knew that we would get bringing in players from high caliber organizations in the minors, right? And I think you you guys also had an opportunity to show what was going to be what we were going to get in the mind. Um, I, I think again, you know, some rookies may have seen that otherwise, like, oh man, you know, what was the point of me doing X Y Z if I got picked for something else? But our players that we chose, we wanted you guys in those positions, and the SFLM allowed us to see that, right? And then get to know right. you and, and build rapport and talk to you, and you know. Countless times I would hit you guys up after a good game. I see Mel countless times contact you guys for good games, and I think again what each and every one of you guys bring to the table, personally as well as professionally, has been really exciting. And and I'm glad to take this journey with you guys. And I you know appreciate you even taking the time to in your busy schedule of running your own business and having your family and everything to to, to share some time of your day with with me the listeners and the fans that are here so thank you i appreciate it anytime um, anytime and you're a you're a our gm and a, and a friend also so i really appreciate you i appreciate it i honestly do Art. I, I thank you for that and it means a lot to really hear that from you guys that's what i always try to be um try to be there for you and as well as be somebody who you feel respectable um to play for right and with at the same time, because you and me play offense together as well as I'm the GM, right? Um, but it's, it's yep. been an honor to really do that, and I and appreciate the kind words that you guys always share. Now, the floor is yours, Art, right? These are the last thoughts, things you want to share. Um, uh, if you want to plug in your Discord name, if, if rookies or other, you know, or people want to reach out to you to kind of get you know, maybe a story from you on how they get to assist an OC or, or whatever the case may be. Um, the floor is yours. Share whatever you like to share. Well, on Discord, you know, 
which is basically the the only way to to get a hold of me right now is uh, is Art Vandele, Portland wide receiver and assistant uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, rookies, uh, SFLMers. You know, I came back to the SFLM. I wanted to be part of it just to help everybody kind of understand how things went and what we went through. So any anytime they need anything, they're more than welcome to hit me up. And, you know, just want, just want to have a good time in the server and in the league. And I've made a bunch of friends and uh, found a lot of good people in here and uh, just looking to grow and, uh, and keep things moving. Man. And everybody, I want everybody to be safe. I had, you know, I had a tough, tough day today. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm interested in everybody kind of taking care of themselves and, and being safe until we get over this crazy stuff we're going over. Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, safety is key. And, you know, I share with you my own personal struggles that I'm going through right now with, with the whole COVID situation. My own grandmother. And it is It is very dangerous out here. And, you know, I work retail and uh, <laughs> you don't know how many conflicts we have with people not wanting to wear their masks. And, and like I tell them, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for everybody else. I want to protect my family when I come home. I want to protect your family when I come home. I want to protect my employees that work for me. And I want to, you know, protect my loyal customers. And by you being selfish and saying, well, I don't want to wear a mask, it's not fair. There's a reason why we're still in this situation months after it. And it's not, it doesn't yep. look like it's going to be flowing. Um, business have adjusted to this new, uh, pandemic that we're in but but it's 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 still a pandemic and this really hits home for a lot of people and i hope folks take it serious it's not a game right and get that somebody may be wearing a mask and you don't but that small sacrifice you make to save somebody's life um and and i think that's key from there um but but again well well um, said (laughs) forget it uh all right so uh, before I let you go, uh, would, do you have any thoughts about going into week four? Like uh, any games that you're really excited about or, you know, how are you predicting the, the – you don't have – it's not specific, but how do you see us maybe, you know, what's your hope going into the Carolina game as well? Yeah, you know, I, I hope we can put on a good show for, for everybody, for our team, for you guys, and uh, and be competitive and maybe come out with a W. You know, anytime we go out there, we want to – we want to get the win. We want to show that that uh, we can be part of this league and sh- should be part of this league. And uh, and I'm interested, you know, I'm interested. But I, I'm also interested in uh, Louisiana this week because that's our next opponent afterwards. So the scout in me is already trying to look look ahead towards that. So yeah, and those and, are my and two games this week. Yeah, and you know, again, we we always have to. The thing about this this league, and, and hopefully folks know that the SFL is a controlless you know league right like there's nobody playing behind it it's the cpu against the cpu and and you know again like you don't ever know what the outcomes of these games are going to be but it's very exciting to see the game plans that you guys put together and to be competitive and to be talked about and knowing that we put up some pretty epic things from a block you know kick to countless interceptions to sacks um, you know, to the touchdowns that we put up. Again, all those are, are history being in the, in the making. And as an expansion team, you know, we going through those things together. I mean, it's, it's been really great. And I'm excited to see the growth with all the progressions done this week um, and, and how passionate our teammates are to get their progressions in to get better. Because 
from week one to week two, that was such a huge, you know, jump. And then week two to week three was also another jump. So I'm so excited to see what week four ends up panning out for us. Yeah, 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 let's keep it rolling. And I appreciate, you know, engaging with you guys, having with, you know, the progressions and in the locker room. I mean, it means a lot, Art. And, you know, let's see what happens on week four. So uh, if you don't have anything else to share, Art, thank you again uh, for, for sharing this with me tonight. Uh, hopefully people got to know a little bit about yourself, not just the great guy you are on Discord, but the actual great man that you are outside of Discord. Um, hopefully I was able to give you the opportunity Worry. I appreciate you it, Nelson. You, you, you too, my yeah. friend. I am going to stick around. Yeah. All right, perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm going to just get my closing thoughts, and we'll wrap up the show. Thanks again, Art. All right, but tell Kanye that I'm mad at him for not saying hello to me. <laughs> I will. You know, he told me that <laughs> it just it was going to be too difficult to be on the line hearing yeah. you walk through that story of the epic catch. <laughs> but you can't, you can't let it go, but. Um, he wishes his own regard. So uh, I'll, I'll try not to I'll take him personally. Know. Tell him you got it. Thanks, <laughs> Nelson. Great, sh- great right. job with a uh, great job with the show, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you again. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too, bro. All right, guys. So thank you to all my guests came through. Um, it's so appreciative, right? Like when I, I don't. I think being in this standpoint. Um, and seeing the great relationships I've been able to build, the, the friendships I've been able to build, the people I've been able to meet, um, it's been amazing. And uh, I want to say thank Jeff Gagne, you know, since day one, since I was with Ann, how much he's had my back, how much he's been supportive. And the and I've always wanted to pay it forward. And, oh, you know, we had countless conversations about how Ann did and their defense and what they were able to bring to the table. And to see where he's at now has been amazing going through this experience with such a great friend like Mel, uh, who brought me into this league. Uh, I got to thank him for allowing me this opportunity to share my talents with the league and on the show. Uh, Art Vandalay, you know, somebody who I met and seen grow from being a wide receiver, you know, with the Ottawa Calvary to now being a Portland Fleet member has been amazing and seeing his growth from going from there to now to a coach. As a GM, this is what I always envisioned. And this is the, the, the whole point of being inside the league with, with GM Nelson Lozano, that I give you an opportunity to see those things, hear these stories, meet these people, because this is what made me want this job. Um, you know, as coming in as a rookie, coming in as a new member, I think, again, the experience will help that. And when the experience isn't 100% there or it isn't, your satisfaction that can frustrate you and make you uh, give up on this and I'm going to tell you it's an amazing thing when it's done right and Cam has done a great job on allowing us to, to take part of something that he created so many years back and to see where the league goes in two seasons four seasons ten seasons his longevity has shown from the time that he started this to, to this point has been amazing and that's the whole concept of the show folks is giving you an understanding of what Portland has to offer, what the league has to offer, what players have to offer, what the people behind those are. And this is what gets me to do these shows every night. So again, I thank you for for taking a part of this. I hope you get to see our game. Again, if you need to know what time is that game, it's going to be on Sunday, August the 9th. 
Uh, Portland plays Carolina at 8 p.m., and that will be on Twitch. So, again, there will be two games going on at the same time, but hopefully you are to support your Portland fleet. But, again, guys, I'm GM Nelson Lozano. Thank you again for joining me tonight, and you have a wonderful evening. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.